When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. This is your extra show, in fact the first extra show of the new season. So thank you for once again starting another season with us and this is the pod's 13th season. Hopefully it'll be lucky rather than unlucky. My name's Colm McMillan and I couldn't have a better guest with me to discuss pre-season, the transfer window and preview your trip to Livingston. It's Martin Ramsey. Martin, how are you my friend? I'm good, Colin. Uh, good to be back. I think I'm just about ready now. Just kind of lumbering up for the, the, the new season. Uh, enjoyed. I'll probably just take June completely off from talking about football. Last season was exhausting um, emotionally. So, yeah, I think, I'm, I think I've timed my run perfectly. Yeah, you've you've actually answered my first question for you already. I was going to ask you, did you enjoy taking a bit of a breath uh, after the almost relentless and constant feeling of last season? Because I think by the time we left Hamden um, in May, we'd, we'd just everyone had been in such a roller coaster. We were ready for a bit of a break from Rangers and from football, weren't we? Yeah, I needed it. Uh, I know we use the roller co- uh, roller coaster metaphor often. I don't think it's been more apt in last season. I mean, it really, really was, and it, it especially when I mean, I was lucky enough to to pretty much be going every week, home away in Europe and whatever. And I, it was all you were thinking about from, I mean, I know we think about Rangers probably more than is healthy anyway, but you know, last season just took it up to, to new levels from, from Dortmund, Belgrade onwards, really. So it was something else, but yeah, I needed that break. And unfortunately, WhatsApp groups don't quite allow it because people still froth and panic and talk for uh, the whole summer um, endlessly, uh, but yeah, we're there in the end, aren't we? I, I can't think who you're referring to in that comment, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll move on from that, <laughs> There's a, there is a few actually, yeah, um, so we did all enjoy that break, I think after a month or so, I think we all started to 
be ready for something to happen. Obviously, there's a, a big World Cup-sized gap in our summer that we've got to look forward to, I suppose, come winter time. And uh, the transfer window opened, and it was a little bit of a slow start for Rangers in the transfer market. Um, Twitter and the aforementioned WhatsApp groups would make you believe it was even slower and uh, longer than it really was to get going. But once it did start, Martin, um, it, it did really get going and kept going, didn't it? And um, I think going into the, the first game of the, the domestic campaign this weekend, we're, we're in a pretty good place, I think. Well, we were in a fresher place, which is what I certainly wanted. I'm sure I'm not the only one that we got on a bit of a journey 55 European final with more or less the same group of players. It needed freshening up a lot. So I think that's what a lot of us wanted to see, just a a big influx of new faces. Now, this is not easy to do. High turnover summers are not easy to manage. Recruitment is a, a minefield at the best of times. So we'll... We'll see. We'll see where we are pretty quickly. Uh, but I think everyone is, is happy that there is at least a freshness to the squad. Uh, it did take a while to get going. I I honestly don't know what the, the problem was. I don't know why people were surprised at this. I think it was very clear that for the first time in a long time, we were going to have a summer where we were going to make sales and big sales, likely make sales, big sales, which changes the whole ball game. If you have targets and there are different levels of targets, do you rush out and buy the targets you know you can afford that aren't as good as maybe some of the targets you're looking at? Do you go and rush out and get the, the, the prime targets and say, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine, I'm sure we will sell um, Joe, I'm sure we will sell Bassey, and then things kind of collapse, or you don't know what, what those deals look like? Then we're in this, the same kind of mismanagement that, that that have led us to some pretty dark places recently. So I think it was always going to be a case of just knowing what we have to work with and then delivering. Now there have been various phases to this window. I don't think we're in the last. Uh, the manager told us in uh, the friendly on on Saturday that that after Gilmaz there wouldn't be any further signings unless players went out. Now we have a pretty fat squad now. Players will go out, but they're the kind of players that will probably go out later on because they're going to need clubs to go, oh shit, we haven't done the business we wanted to, right, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a gamble on him. That, that That's the kind of situation we are with some of those some of those players. So I would expect there still to be more business, but, but later in the window. And also, when we know exactly what we're dealing with um, in terms of Europe. In terms of what 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 kind of um, prize money we're, we're 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 kind of left with, so I think it's been staged. I think it's been phased and paced rather well. But I, I'm I don't know if I was in the minority. I thought that was pretty obviously always going to be the case. We we couldn't go out and and buy all the players that we've bought Colin, without knowing what we've we've got to play with. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think you're right. That was the sensible thing to do, and it was what most would have or should have expected. I think the problem is the two other kind of doomsday scenarios that you gave as well as ones that we've seen the club do many times before, Martin. <laughs> so some people are maybe just yeah, set up and ready for them, aren't they? Um, but it, it did begin. We did see players leave. Um, I want to have a look at some of the outs first before we look at the ins. Um, four players that left that I'll talk about quickly. Um, Cedric Hitton, Firth, Balligan and uh, Jake Casey. Um, four players, I think, I imagine you'll agree with me here, it was, it was time for all four to go. 
Um, Jake Casey really quickly was a good signing at the right time. He was signed for the right reasons, but just didn't work out, and that's what's going to happen at that level. Um, Balogun did a good turn for us on many occasions, but I think we want to look a little bit better than that going forward. Firth was great at putting the cones out, and uh, Cedric Kitten just never really fitted into our gameplay. Um, would you agree with those? Well, uh, Andy Firth for sure. I tell you, the best job in the world for for a few years. Um, never missed a, I never missed in a way that boy. Uh, Hasty did it make sense? I was never particularly convinced. He was in that category of player who looks good against us um, with a an opposition Scottish team because the opposition Scottish team are set up in a way that we would never set up at at home and for the majority of our games. So I was never really convinced with that and it, it didn't work out in the end. Balogun's an interesting one, very popular with the support, very popular within the club. Um, noises, he was always quite keen to go back to, to Germany, but... Um, Possibly the right time. I'm not sure he recovered from Hamden, the uh, Hibs semi-final, where he, he was he did it was an an appalling performance. No, it was a appalling yeah. team performance, but he he yeah he he was he was not good that day, and I'm not I'm not entirely sure he he recovered particularly well from that. Um, it didn't it, it, it didn't work. There's a couple of things here that, that we've got to bear in mind going forward. That kind of player, I'm not sure works with the way that we play. So why was he here? Did they give us another option? Okay, understand that in theory. Um, we're going to speak about another one of our signings. Could that be in the same boat? Don't know. Um, but when Morelos, when fit, when available, plays every minute, how do you back that up? Um, with players, I mean, and looks like the kind of boy who needs a run, you know. Um, yeah. can't just keep coming off the bench every now and again. I just don't think it's 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 good for for most players. So it's it's kind of the Rangers are not the only club. You know, we we played Spurs on on Saturday. Obviously, they've struggled because Kane plays if Kane's fit. So yeah. if you've got another striker, there only is one number nine. Now Kane's changed his game a wee bit and supposed to have adapted, but it's maybe more an issue for them a few years ago. That well, who do you bring in that's, that's good enough and get the right mentality to have that's happy to, to sit in the bench and wait? So no, it just didn't happen for it in terms of the style, but just in, in terms of the fact that when when was he going to get that run? When was he going to get get the time to 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 feel his way into the team? He certainly can't play with Alfie. I think we we, we know that. Not many can. Yeah. Uh, sadly, not, not many can. Um, in terms of other outs, there was two major ones, uh, Martin. And um, the club's been working to a model the last uh, number of years, which is buy young, promising players, develop them, get a good turnout of them, be successful with them, and then move them on for a decent bit of money, make a profit on them. That's been the bit that's been sticking, really. That's the bit that we've not quite achieved yet up until this window, was to move them on and make, make money on them section for it. That changed with the sales of Joe Rebo to Southampton and Calvin Bassey to Ajax. Uh, Aribo, uh, quite early on in the window, there was some talk about this um, exit 
uh, minimum release clause that he had, and he seemed quite keen to move down south. A couple of clubs interested, and in the end, he ended up at Southampton. I think on paper, when you look back at his time at Rangers, Martin, he's been a, a really good signing. He came in, obviously, on that cross-border deal. We paid very little for him. We've mm. got the the best parts of £6 million or so, plus a bunch of add-ons and other things, hopefully a sell-on fee as well when he moves on from Southampton. He did well at Rangers. He got a success in a good part of 55. Um, do you think he's going to be missed? Hmm. Um, well, it depends on who we're going to talk about in the next kind of section in terms of who comes in uh, because life goes on in football and, and, and players are replaced, literally. Um, that's the whole purpose of the, 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 the market. Um, look, he in terms of the model, you're absolutely right. He, he fits the bill. Um, we, we paid buttons and we, we've churned out of a profit. I think the club are satisfied that the, the add-on targets are all manageable. Uh, so we would expect the best part of ten million quid, I think, through the door. Joe was always going this summer. That that was good season, bad season, last season. Uh, I don't think that mattered. He was he was going. So I think everyone <clears throat> is pretty okay with that now. There was a lot of talk at the time about about selling. Um, so low, or this this release clause being so low, he wouldn't have signed for us if it wasn't there. Yeah, and he wouldn't have signed for us if it wasn't what it was. So that that that's the reality of that situation. And in terms of this model, no, we haven't made it happen before, mainly because the previous manager would not allow it. Uh, and now we're we're starting to to do that. So uh, all the best to him. We we miss him. He, you. I was going to say he's not a big game player. Literally scored in the biggest game <laughs> in just Rangers playing, and and I thought was showed a lot of maturity and a lot of of different strengths, and he's he's playing his character in that part of the season where we didn't have a striker and he was asked to play a slightly different role. But he could be a bit of a, a can opener at times when we were playing against a, a, a deep line team um, at the you know the, the lower reaches of the league. He would be. He'd be just what we needed, and you need to, if you're going to win a title, you need to amass points, obviously. And he he did that, and he did that in abundance. So, I uh, yeah, he he was yeah, I quite quite enjoyed the rebo to be honest. Uh, but this is yeah, the right deal and the right time to go. Yeah, he's he's probably between having the two players that left. He's the one we're going to see the most of because he's he's down south. We're going to see him every Saturday on match the day. We're going to get to see his hopeful improvement and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how he does down there. Um, the one we might not see as much of that the league he's gone to is Calvin Bassey. Martin has went to Ajax. Um, I don't think I've seen a player make the improvements in in twelve book calendar months that he did. Um, in, in the last year or so at the club, the the player that came in compared to the player that left us is like a completely guy, completely different guy. He's, he's worked on every single aspect of his game. He's improved every single aspect and he became a, a first choice, one of the first names on the team sheet last season at left back or centre back. Equally, equally good, equally effective in both positions. And it was his performances in Europe, Martin, that I think got most people's attention and got the, the club's interested in him, and he's got himself that big move for big money to Ajax, and he is one I think we definitely will miss because of his ability to be so good in both those positions, isn't he? I mean, 12 months has been kind. I mean, the improvement over six was probably more 
um, or six or seven, it's probably more like it, Colin. He, he, we've said this before, that, that performance in Prague was the worst individual performance I've seen from a Rangers defender in Europe. Uh, and it just looked like this boy just doesn't know where to be. He, he can't head a ball. And I've seen nothing like it. I've seen nothing like it in terms of improvement. His attitude, he's a lovely boy. Uh, and, he, you know, he does try and absorb everything, um, I, so I believe. And yeah, he was an absolute standout. It it was remarkable, and I think that there has to be a, a a train of thought that well, that's very remarkable. How how feasible is it that that continues? You know, could this be you know a kind of one off period, and therefore Rangers for the first time since what Alan Hutton um, cashing in when there's a there's a hot streak uh, and. Uh, yeah, absolutely the right deal to make. Um, his his reliability by the end of the season in in two different positions is uh, is, is something we'll miss. Um, he, I just I can't believe the boy looked as good as he did at centre half. He still made mistakes, but Adams made this point um, a few times. You know, he, he could still be careless, but his recovery pace, his recovery awareness was was so good that. He, he negated them. He negated them very quickly, and that that's huge in the modern game to, to have defenders that that quick. Uh so it'll be very interesting to see how he how he does. We won't be watching. Well, I won't be watching a lot of Eredivisie, I don't think, but he'll be in the Champions League, you would imagine. And so, yeah, uh, just a, a remarkable story. One thing that that shouldn't be forgotten about that story is the the Rangers manager or the management team. And their role in that turnaround, because on that, that disastrous day at Hamden, you know, Gio's been pretty open about this, that he, he saw something in, in Bassey that he could work with in terms of um, how he was coming out to the ball, um, his positivity, his aggression. Um, he just needed to to shape and mould and, 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 and work with. Now, of course, you need someone like Bassey who was absolutely willing to learn and, and to respond. But I think there's been some coaching there. Now, if they can do it with Bassey, uh you would like to hope that they, they could they could do it with some of the the, the, the talent we already had and, and, and some of the new talents come in. Yeah, absolutely. Um definitely two players that have went on, I Martin. We've made a lot of money out of them and I think they go with most of our best wishes and we hope to see them develop, none more yes. so because of the, the sell on fees and stuff that we've got in those deals as well. So fair, fair play to both of them. I hope they do well. Um in terms of players coming in. Um, this is a, a bit other side of the city to refer to this as a, as a new sign of Martin, but I think on this one occasion it's worth mentioning, especially with Bassey leaving, that Connor Goldson was so far out the door that him signing a new deal is almost like a new sign of Martin. Um, because mm. I think losing Bassey and him in the one summer would have been a big ask to get a defence ready for qualifiers and be confident with them, isn't it? Huge. And you're, you're right, I think we all assumed he was... He, he was going, uh, and to find out that all right, I think uh, you know Goldson's going to sign a new deal today. So where you go, uh, and you know, lo and behold, he did. Uh, was 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 remarkable. And again, Rangers held firm on this. You think of last summer, um, you know, Goldson thought he could get a, a a better deal, the kind of combination of money plus, uh, how to put it, games that were relevant. Games that had the big lights and the big nights and and really you know fighting for something and Rangers were confident he couldn't get that package. You get more money elsewhere, 
but the combination of, of, of decent money and what you know some of the, the nights that he has experienced last season and the, the season before, but especially last season, Rangers were confident he wouldn't get anywhere else and they were prepared to hold tight on that. And well done, <laughs> because it, it, it was a bit of a coup. Uh, he... Yeah, he's so reliable, isn't he? I mean, he's been the absolute foundation of of what's happened, especially over the last couple of years. Uh, and if you know, if that continues, then it's going to be important because we we could have, um, or we certainly have in, in recent years, a bit of a uh, revolving door of uh, uh, centre halves in the other position because of injuries. Ben Davies doesn't. We'll touch on him in a minute, but he doesn't have a history of. Um, you know, injury concern. So hopefully there's a partnership that can find its feet pretty quickly and, you know, both very reliable um, players. But um, you're absolutely right. Losing both of those um, with the potential losing, you know, Barisic as well, people wanted him hunted. Um, you know, that's three big parts of a defence that, that, that we're, we're very used to and Balligan. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's a huge, huge thing that he's, he's still, still in the picture. A player that's come in on a pre-contract to probably signed that pre-contract, Martin, expecting to play more games than he might find himself playing is John Suter. Um, what was your thoughts on that signing? Hmm. Uh, well, the, the, the Suter discussion is—it's is, is, maybe been a wee bit unfair. He, as we speak now, he probably isn't going to be first choice centre half. He's an option. He's an option for for certainly. Certain kind of games that 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 maybe require us to go to a three, and we don't lose Lundstrom in midfield by putting him in the three. Uh, so there's there's an option there. So that's that's fine. Um, when he was signed back in the winter, there was a the, the narrative. And this wasn't by Rangers. It wasn't by John Sewer or Conor Goldson. It was you know the fans. You know. Uh, putting two together and, and coming up with something other than four, but it was is, is that the replacement for Goldson because we presumed he was he was tatty by, and that would have been a problem personally. I think uh, it's like he has attributes, of course. Um, I, I I take the cup final for example, where people were talking quite quite highly of him. Uh, you know, you know, at least Suter played very well today. He'll be he'll be good for us. He said, "Well, if we play with a five every week and play like Hearts did in that cup final, yeah, he will." But we don't. And I said earlier, there's this weakness um, with with how we 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 look at players in Scotland playing well against us and thinking that that will be the same as playing for Rangers, and it's not the same thing. Added to the injury thing, which is my my big concern. I, just in general, Colin, I have had enough of hearing people talk about prospective players with the caveat if he stays fit. Uh, I'm done with it. Um, anything can happen, of course. But when you know a player is a a, a less than stellar record uh, of reliability, then I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that before we even get into where does he fit uh, and and how reliable is he on the on the pitch. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of done with that, so that that would be the, the biggest issue with Sutter. But uh, in terms of our options, we're we're we're, we're looking alright now, and he he certainly plays a part in that that conversation. That's a different conversation that took place in the winter. Absolutely, yeah. The the injury things is a concern when you come to a couple of cars as well, where 
not only have you got to step up in class and expectation, you not many clubs play as many games as we do. It's relentless, midweek, weekend, every game, every week of the season, pretty much. So, yeah, there's there's definitely that one to kind of contend with as well when it comes to John Sutter. We uh, needed a striker, Martin, and uh, we went out and we we got the guy that kicked off the road to Seville for us, uh, Antonio Cholak, who we'll all remember for those two goals for Malmo around about this time last season. He's pretty much played all of pre-season, probably because of everyone else isn't fit, it's Mm. going to be for a while. So it looks like he is the man that's going to lead the line for us um, starting on Sunday and especially for the start of the season. Um, He got his goal against Tottenham. And um, he certainly looks like he's got something about him. We've, we, like we said, we saw it from Almo. And um, he's looking like a, a different option. He's looking like a guy that can come in and do something a little bit different and offer us something when Morelos isn't there. Uh, yes, but that's the Etting conversation. He offers us something different when Morelos isn't there. Well, I mean, Morelos being injured is rare. He's, he's been tough as teak. This is a, um, a new thing now. Who knows? Maybe this precipitates a, a kind of recurring um, issue with them. I don't know. Don't say that. Don't say uh, that. Yeah, if I say it, I'm not making like, no difference. But he, <laughs> I, I just, I, I wonder about that. It's, it's the, it's the issue with having such a talisman, um, and there's the issue with roof uh, having them on the part. Of course, you, you will get some benefit of it uh, from it, uh, but is uh, does it? You know, does it work uh, as well as just having you know? Either of them in that that kind of central um, position, uh, I I I don't know um, about that 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 type of that type of forward. He, unless he's not been short of endeavour in pre season, I don't think. Um, and he was a about and you know kept his composure when that 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 chance uh, reared its head. I I just don't want us to be because we have someone with that kind of physique. Turn in naturally, subconsciously, turn into some kind of um, direct side, uh, and it, it, it's going to be interesting. He, he's he's a big job to do in these these first few weeks of the season. But if he can do it, then it you know absolutely starts a conversation about you know does Morelos grab that shot when he comes back? Um, so uh, an interesting one. I I just my only worry is that it's. Um, it's the same kind of conversation we're having about it. He is a better player. Can I make that clear? He certainly looks a better player than Cedric Hitton. But uh, it's it's just when we use him and, and how how ready he is to, to, to do that job for us when we are looking for, as you say, something different. It's not as easy as that. It's not as simple as that. We have improved um, a fair bit in midfield uh, with some attacking players coming in. Um, first of all, Tom Lawrence on a free transfer, uh, previously of Derby County. Um, a guy we saw a couple of seasons ago uh, in a pre-season friendly against Derby at Ibrooks, where him and Tav had a bit of a spat during the game, which um, I'm sure folk will remember. Um, he's came in and um, he's looked quite impressive in his pre-season performances so far. Um, a couple of assists, Martin, and um, he looks like he's going to offer something a little bit different. He's he's not scared of taking a shot. He's able to take a shot from outside the box as well. And he seems to have a really good, quick first touch, which is kind of what you want from a player in those sort of areas. So he's going to offer us something we've potentially not had for a while in that sort of uh, role, isn't he? Yeah. A bit more dynamic than if he plays 10, for example, or he plays the Arebo role. Um, it's certainly more dynamic than, than Joe. Uh, and yeah, he loves a shot, and we, we've probably been a bit shot shy. From from range, 
Um, I think that's fair to say. His movement is good. Um, again, this is in a very small sample size for in a Rangers shot, uh, but he 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 is one of the ones that you're you're very keen to see and 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 quite excited about um, because he clears a good football brain. Um, he's he's he just looks good on the ball and just great awareness and, and is happy to have a dig. Um, already a few signs against Spurs that um, he he might not go through the season unscathed in terms of red cards. Um, I think we knew that uh, in advance. And yeah, he's he's the he's maybe the ace that we've we've we've, we've brought in. I don't know, but um, he certainly looked what an impact against West Ham, for example. Did he score with his first touch or was he maybe involved in the move, move early? I can't remember, but he, yeah, he's he's going to be good, hopefully. Another one that I think has got people excited is Rabi Matondo. Uh, came in from Schalke. Uh, we spent some money on him, Martin. He's came in and he's he's looking like the, the, the basically the alternative to Kent on the other side. Uh, fast pace, able to beat a man. His pace has been quite frightening so far in pre-season, how quick he is on the ball. Um, but he's all, he doesn't seem to be just a just a speed merchant. He does seem to have more about him than that, Martin. What I've been impressed with him is his ability that when he beats the man, he actually stops and he looks up and he makes a decision rather than just blasting crosses into the box. I've seen him crossing. I've seen him cutting back. I've seen him yeah. doing passing. And I've seen him actually just run into the box himself as well. Um, regardless of what he does or how many goals he sets up or how many goals he scores... I think he's a guy that's going to get us up on our feet a fair few times this season. Yep, as as all those attributes, Colin, and I, I completely agree with with you about decision making, and that that's a that's a key for us. I I think I the the Spurs first goal on on Saturday came from our counter attack, a failed counter attack, a clumsy, indecisive, dithering counter attack that I've seen far too often. Decision making is important. Um, yes, taking a moment to, to to see the pitch, but then committing to that. And from the again, very small sample size, he looks like he he, he has all of that um, awareness uh, to make that right call. Uh, and we've asked too much of Kent. Kent has been too willing to try and do everything, and I think it's been counterproductive actually, and he's, he's going to suffer from that. Having someone else on that side um, with the same, basically putting the same worry into defenders, I think gives far more, by definition, far more balance to the Rangers team, because the opposition are not as happy for, for, the, for the ball just to be you know funneled out to the right and keep it away from the left-hand side. Um, so, yeah, that, that would be great if we, if we take that weight of creative responsibility off of Kent's shoulders and maybe free him up a wee bit. Um, because I, I I don't think last season's numbers were all round were good enough certainly in terms of finishing. But um, he I think he's, he's he's such a good player when he's when he's free and and um and just just feeling far more relaxed about doing his job. And yeah, having someone else take that load would be would be ideal. Yeah, Ryan Kent's a player that you're right. He does take on that responsibility, and you can actually see it getting to him when it doesn't work out, and he keeps trying. And sometimes to his detriment, Martin, he keeps trying and keeps trying and keeps trying because he maybe feels like he's the only one that can make that difference and be the the guy that finds a pass and suddenly makes the chance. So yeah, having um, someone else for the domestic defence to put three or four men on every time they get the ball can only be advantageous to us. So yeah, I think that'll be a good duo to watch how they link up and how they combine and how they hopefully hurt teams on either side. 
the other player to come in in midfield or potentially further forward. We don't, we're not quite sure exactly what role he's going to play yet. It's Malik Tillman uh, on loan from Bayern Munich with a fee agreed for a future purchase, should we wish to do so. Um, he's only played limited minutes so far, Martin, but he certainly seems by all accounts to have something about him, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, it immediately looked very comfortable on, on Saturday against those opponents. Uh, one thing that was noticeable, anyone who was at the either of the, the, the two Ibrooks friendlies, with these elite Premier League teams, they are huge. They are. They are just huge and physical and quick and skillful. I mean, it, it's a complete package these days. And Tillman, is, he has some physical presence about him as well, as well as being, you know, again, very comfortable in the ball, quick decision-making. Uh, but you you need that. You need to dominate, you know, especially up here. You need to dominate. Um, you can't be a big lump, nothing about you, um, in, in terms of, of uh, brain or, um, you know, technique he seems to have have all of that so that, that's another one that's exciting and a loan that, that makes sense we're not developing someone else's player uh, we have the option should he have a great season and yeah let's hope he does and with Calvin Bassey leaving Martin you don't just have to replace one player you actually have to replace two because of the, the, the basically the ability he had to play two different positions for us and we've spent a bit of the Calvin Bassey money already in doing just that in defence First off, with Ben Davies coming in uh, from Liverpool, um, he is probably going to play alongside Conor Goldson, you would imagine, uh, for the majority of matches, especially when we're just playing the, the standard four at the back. And we signed a left-back from Turkey and Ridvan Yilmaz uh, to, for the money spent and for the potential this guy has, you've got to imagine to come straight in at left-back as well. How do you see these two doing from a defensive point of view? Two interesting ones. I mean, Yilmaz is a... I think one we're all quite excited about, and it, it does give us genuine um, options uh, at, at fullback, uh, left back, sorry. And I'd be interested to see who Borna responds to to that. Uh, but that that that's that looks great, and that could be another one that in three four years we are or our successors on this show are sitting around a microphone talking about the, the money that we've we've got for 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 UMass. So. Uh, Excited about that. Davies is an interesting one. The numbers make all the sense in the world. Um, well, you know, you know, you don't sign for Liverpool unless they do. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see how he he is. Just you know, as a human, <laughs> because he obviously didn't kick a ball for Liverpool. Um, not well received at United. Sheffield United, of course, is where he went, um, and. I think he gets sent off pretty early, uh, and I, I don't know if that just his head went down, never really recovered. He also maybe playing in a, in a setup that maybe didn't suit them, but maybe suits us. Um, so yeah, uh, can play in a three, can play in a four, um, flexibility. But I think it's pretty clear him and him and Goldson are, are on paper going to look like the, the the key men, and we you know we we had to make those those, those kind of those kind of moves and I think we're we're all content Colin I think we're, we're not getting into this concord we've not really because last summer I think we all understood we've not done enough here we have not done enough um, and it's just the same lads um, no freshness um, apart from lunch we obviously turned out well uh, so 
you know, we're all content that we've, 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 we have freshened up. Let's just give it a, a while. Um, you know, there could be some slow burners. They're, they're up, there usually are. Uh, and there could be people that go for a firework and then, you know, they've had that hot streak by October. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait, but at least we have something to be, you know, excited about. We do, again, just come back to that freshness thing. Yeah, absolutely. Just on Davies and Yilmaz, just for a second, I think the the idea or the hope is that what they two could give us is kind of similar to what you get on the other side of the defence from Goldson and Tav, isn't it? Um, that ability to kind of link up together, Goldson, play forward balls onto Tav, um, hopefully see the same sort of thing on the left-hand side, which if we're able to do that, both on the left and the right, it just does open up, it opens up a whole new kind of attacking start for us, which we've not really had. So I think that's the idea behind the the link-up of those two and what they hope to see. So you're right. Um, there's a lot of good stuff here, I think, on paper. The people that have come in look pretty good. But as I've said a few times on the Patreon site now, Martin, you don't judge a transfer window before the season starts. Um, it can look fantastic on paper, but we won't really know how good it is or not until the end of the season. But I think in terms of the players that have left have been replaced by better players. And um, I think we've brought in some more creative players and some players that offer things that we didn't have last season. And as a starting point for where we are just now, going into the new season, I think content and, um, dare I say, excited is maybe yeah. the, right, the right words to use. Yeah, uh, there's an excitement. Um, well, let's be honest, we, we don't know. We haven't seen enough of the, the, the players we've got in that that's kind of normal now we kind of should be used to this long other days where you know rangers were signing players that you had seen and you'd seen a lot of um so and that yeah that brings with it another kind of excitement because it's new um but again on paper everything well not done yet i don't think um but uh where we are at the moment is where i hoped we would be certainly a a very different place from where we were at the start of the window. And I think just a general feel, Colin, um, a general mood is different from the sleepwalking complacency that defined last July. Absolutely, yeah. And also just to mention as well, we're quite far along by all accounts on two new contracts for both Tav and Alfredo Morelos. Uh, Tav himself at the Open Training Day spoke about his. His was in discussions and the manager spoke to Sky Sports earlier this week and confirmed they were quite well along with Alfredo as well. Um, You've heard it directly from the captain, so I think you can bank on that one being true. And I don't think the manager puts himself in that position to talk about Morelos on his contract, Martin, unless that one's quite far along either. And really that's do. two important players to tie down. I, I Again, when you've got so much turnover and there will be faces going out, I, there, have, there has to be. And they're still depending on a willing buyer. Fans almost quite often forget that. Um, but we, with so much turnover, you're securing some, some key performers now. Given the business we've done in terms of numbers, does both Davies and Arfield's extension make a lot of sense? Uh, they certainly did at the time to, to many. Um, whether they do now is another thing. But 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 Golds and Tav, Marielos, um, there have not been many, if any, more consistent performers um, in a Rangers shirt over the last few years. So amidst change, and a manager with his first pre-season as well, by the way, um, to underline um, 
a lot of the, some stability would be would be uh, of great help. So looking ahead to this weekend, then Martin, we have a trip to Livingston uh, at lunchtime on Saturday to kick off the season uh, live on Sky Sports. Um, interestingly, Sky Sports coverage this season, Martin, is going to be in 4K or Ultra HD in Scotland for the first time. So we'll get to see every speckle of that pitch at Livingston, which will be lovely to see. Um, you kind of know what you're getting at Livingston. They've had their usual sort of um, summer. They've lost 11 players. Uh, didn't get money for any of them. And they've brought in six players and not paid any money for any of them either. Um, I'm assured that the main one they've brought in is a goalkeeper, Shamal George uh, from Colchester, who has impressed in pre-season and seems to have something about him. But Livy finished last season in seventh place, marking 49 points. Uh, one point uh, more than fourth place Dundee United finished on, thanks to Scottish football and the split. Um, we played them in the opening day last season. We won 3-0. Goals from Hadji, Wright and Roof in front of a half-capacity Ibrox. And we beat them in the, the all three league matches that season and put them out of the Scottish Cup. This should be a relatively straightforward start to the league campaign. Three points in the bag straight away, shouldn't it? Hmm. Uh... I'm so bold of going to Livingston, but that's it's just good. <laughs> but but sure you'll still go, so... Oh, well, of course, Rangers are playing. You'll be there. <laughs> um, yeah, he he works well with, with what he has. He is quite happy to, to, to manage that kind of turnover that we spoke about. Um, it's, it's not an easy place to go, even though... We're normally okay. A few draws there, obviously, over the years, and you know, draws in this this league can be very costly, as we found out last season. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be a, a stroll in the sunshine. Um, it, it, it kind of really is, but uh, yeah, uh, you, you're right. So you you know what you're going to get. You're going to be much of the way a surprise, um, tactically or otherwise, and we just we just have to match that intensity, that effort, deal with the, the, the environment um, and go about our business because I think in the past when we have suffered there um, we've we've gone and we've, we've regressed to the opposition's level and I think that's 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 where we that's where we get into problems instead of just trusting our game trusting the people around and the players around um, and imposing ourselves because you know we, we shouldn't be worried about going to Livingston. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think we'll win. Uh, I think it'll be 2-1. Two, 2-1, one. Two, okay. I, I was going to ask you for a prediction later on, but you've done it already, so thank you. Yeah. Um, I think given the players that have played pre-season, we've got a good idea of how the team's going to line up at the weekend. There's potentially a couple of injury issues and players that have been brought in that aren't quite up to speed yet that kind of rules them out. Probably the big question, Martin, is the goalkeeper and um, how we're going to start the season. I think how, how we start the season on Saturday gives us an idea of who actually is the number one. I think uh, John McLaughlin's probably seen more action in pre-season than Alan McGregor has, but Alan McGregor did get that new contract, and I would imagine there was some assurances that he was at least told that he'll be in contention to play. Um, I, I think, I know personally, and I've, I've heard quite a few of the guys on other pods in pre-season, that I think we're all quite keen to see John McLaughlin step up and be the number one. Is are you got that sort of frame of thought as well? And more importantly, do you think that's what's going to happen? I think it will be McLaughlin. Uh, I don't know why that that contract was given. I mean, I know McGregor does what McGregor does on on um, on Saturday against um, Spurs. He makes some great saves. 
no one, I think anyone even in the last season had uh, criticised shot stopping. Um, apart from the cup semi final, uh, the league cup semi final against Hibs. Um, you know, McGregor can do that. <clears throat> he can do it spectacularly well. It, it was other things that cost. And I personally thought it was the time to, and the way that the cup final panned out and, and everything, to say goodbye to a, a Rangers legend, possibly the greatest ever um, in that position that we've had. So a strange dynamic, if it's to keep the Scottish contingent there, great. If it's a cup goalkeeper, I mean, is that not really where you use in blood younger goalkeepers? I, I, I don't know. I think this is the one that, that really, really didn't make much sense to me. I have no issue with McLaughlin being the number one at the moment, um, but perhaps we could have gone and, and, and found uh, an understudy that we, we, we trust, because I'm not entirely sure McCrory is trusted um, or thought of as, uh, as kind of the, the heir apparent uh, eventually. So that's... I just can't be asked with this conversation, to be honest. Who's going to be the number one? Who's, you know, some kind of weekly um, uh, dialogue on it? I, I, I would have preferred that to have had a line under it in the summer, and it's not. Yeah, I think what we don't want as well is John McLaughlin in a position where he starts as number one, he maybe makes one mistake. You've got Alan McGregor, and suddenly the full Rangers support become the biggest Alan McGregor fans in the world and he's the demand him to come back in sort of thing. I think that's a, a pressure and a headache that John McLaughlin trying to establish himself as the number one probably doesn't need. And I certainly don't want us in a position where we're maybe playing one for two or three games and changing it. Um, there's always the chance that McGregor plays European games because he's, he's got the homegrown status that McLaughlin doesn't. And maybe they think a short stopper is more important in Europe because they're going to be under more pressure. I don't know. Mm. There must be some thinking behind that new contract. But you're right. The, the constant sort of guessing about who's going to be the goalkeeper. It's a distraction that the goalkeeper and the defence themselves probably don't need. So hopefully, whoever it may be between the two of them starts the season. And there's no reason for this conversation to keep going because they play well. And hopefully it's John McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think you will be. Yeah, I think I think you'll be right. We'll, we'll, we will find out that, amongst many other things, come Saturday lunchtime. And uh, we're very much looking forward to it. You've given your prediction. You think 2-1. Um, I'm going to go a little bit bolder. I think we'll match last season's opening game and we'll do the 3-0 uh, with the, the victory on Saturday. That's that's my my prediction. Um, I think that'll do us for extra for today, Martin. Thank you very much for coming on. It's much appreciated. Oh, it was a pleasure, Colin. Let's start again. Absolutely, yeah. And everyone, thank you for listening. David will be back with you with the flagship this Monday and Extra will continue on Fridays throughout the season as well. All that's left for me to do is thank our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers. And if you'd like to hear more from me and all the other podders, then please check out our Patreon site at patreon.com forward slash heart and hand where you'll get up to five shows every single day, including Martin's dominant series, which has been getting rave reviews over there and is a well worth a listen. So please do check it out. Until then, thanks for tuning in and enjoy having the football back. Speak to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.